0: Hey, hey, hey! What's up, lad Familia? You crazy football loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hair thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's gonna be it's gonna be magisterial with an amplifier.
1: Here's the goal scorer. Morgan! And he's done it again! Lewis Morgan with a second of the match! Iguain will have the goal. he's sprayed the top 90. It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuaín.
0: Man, it literally only takes me like 10 to 15 seconds of
1: Mark Anthony to get in the whole vibe for an, an Inter Miami podcast episode, buddy. I don't know if the listeners even know that, Jay. You might have just gone ahead and done a sneak peek behind the curtains to everybody there.
0: Well, we don't have the money to pay the lawyers for copyright or trademark infringement, so we cannot play that uh, that song to the listeners, but that's kind of how we get pumped up every episode a little, little Mark Antony, baby. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Inter Major League Soccer Podcast. We're going to switch things up do a little quarterly review we will talk about the team a little bit but it's going to be quite a bit about the uh, the major league soccer uh, as a whole as well as the. US men's national team I'm sure whatever other uh, random side topics we get into we're in a
1: bootstrap.
0: Budget here. <laughs>
1: You're absolutely right. We have to play tunes off the podcast just to make sure we don't get in trouble by the law.
0: Technically, we can play them for free on Spotify,
1: but since like 80% of our listeners have iPhones, they really want to just but, be be moments of silence, I assume. But we're 100% sure we can play that shit off the recording and be totally fine. Which yes brings me a good time to go ahead and say,
0: Oh, to day oneers. The can cracks are back for the day oneers. Welcome, everyone, to the me podcast. I am Jay Kington, back alongside Mr. Alex Papa George. Before we get started, I do want to uh, pass our uh, well wishes, prayers, and. Uh, Sympathy to Christian Eriksson, his family, the Danish Football Federation, all of Denmark, all of the soccer sphere, football sphere, whoever is watching, the Euro. I was actually watching that live. It was one of the more messed up things I've ever seen in my life. And, um, you know, just want to express our well wishes, um, you know, for. Christian Ericsson and everyone who loves Christian Ericsson And on a brighter note, because I've been away, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Go Chelsea, up the Chels, up the Blues. What a squad, what a squad, what a squad. Than Jim, suck it, losers. Chelsea is the best team in Europe, best team in the Premier League, even though the table doesn't say so. I'm going to go ahead and roll that out there. Shout out to Christian Pulisic. Shout out to Hershey Pinchel. Hershey pennsylvania and shout out to every single one of you american football loving fans the u.s men's national team uh such a big moment for chelsea such a big moment for uh the united states as the announcers kept saying respect to christian for throwing on that usa uh united states men's national team uh hoodie and giving that heartfelt statement that he just hopes that some young kid was was watching and now has the belief and the courage to say I can do something similar. Uh, so so proud of that squad. But it's not about Chelsea. They have podcasts for that. We are going to be uh, getting back into the MLS, man. But wanted to get that off my chest. It's been some time away from the mic, and I'm giddy. <laughs> I need a little more
1: volume on that. Go ahead again bravo bravo I, I was missing that last week jay there was something missing from the show and that was so oh brilliant. shut up don't
0: patronize me i'm sure you had a blast without me
1: oh we definitely did but it looks like you got a nice tan i'm surprised you made it back in one piece uh always I, do somehow I, i've seen you banged up a lot more than uh here today i know you're riding a little bit of high at chelsea here jumping on the podcast we we wanted to bring it back old school style and Go ahead and say that this podcast is sponsored by Three Kings Home Brewery. We never did get to that brew, did we ever, Jay? So don't hold that against us. COVID is a bitch. COVID is a bitch, and so is our team. That's why we went ahead and said, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do a podcast about everybody else.
0: I like that there's no pressure on me, because I'm not going to stick to this excellent, amazing, spectacular script you've actually come up with for today. So I apologize for that, but I will be here to chirp in about random nonsense i'm sure
1: well just make sure to not do it about you know in front of the mic as much as you just did there <laughs> sir uh this show was actually a lot more fun to put together than recent episodes like jay mentions every time there is a win which is very very rare we do like doing the show a lot more when some positivity is going around we definitely do but to
0: be fair full disclosure we're all coming off a, a lovely launch from tequila sunrise so we are all lubed up and ready for this uh this episode so why don't you go ahead and give us a breakdown of what we're about to go through
1: (laughs) but you're right dude it's nice to be on a new timeline right now jay typically we record this podcast on monday evenings we're a little bit tired a little bit tired from work today not so much not so much i think we're well rested how about you sir
0: uh yeah i mean i felt good i don't know well rested might not be the right word but hey we're here
1: for it let's go yeah let's do it well after eight weeks of match play we are about a quarter through the year so we want to go ahead and put a podcast together to bring everybody up to speed on what is going down in the rest of major league soccer first and foremost welcome back everybody welcome back the fans (laughs) i know our stadium's open for the rest of the time during the season whether you show up or not is up to you, but it is nice to see the fans. Jay, I feel like sports is kind of like a good barometer of like where we are in society in COVID because when we see fans in the stands, man, eh, that's a good sign to me.
0: Most definitely, um can can really not agree more. It, it's kind of like when you are like bending around that final turn in the race and like you see the finish line, right? So we see the fans coming back. We see Inter Miami. Of course, Florida lives a little bit more recklessly than the other 49 states. But, hey, you know, that's that's just the nature of being from Florida, I suppose. But it, it's great to see that full capacity. We can go to lunch like we just did with no mask. We can walk in any building with no mask. You know, you're supposed to be vaccinated, but no one really even asks you, nor press uses you. But I'm not going to get into the research on what well, the CDC just released or anything like that. Every state is going to be different, but it is so nice to feel like, wow. We're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel from this dark, dark year and a half we've been put through. And of course, I mean, RIP to to everyone that was lost in the pandemic, but it's just nice to to finally feel like it's going to return to normal. Like, holy crap, man, we're finally
1: there. We're there. And I experienced that because I had my parents in town this last weekend from San Diego, where they say stuff is still relatively on the up and up. Definitely not as much as it is down here in South Florida. They, got to experience life without a mask in about a year and a half. So they actually just left back to San Diego. And with that, uh, I do say I do. And it was a great seeing you. But yeah, true testament to how life is coming back. And life seems to be coming back and pumped into Chicharito because Chicharito leads the MLS with seven goals score featuring one hat trick this year against the New York Red Bulls. So this comes after a pretty pitiful season where I think, if memory serves me correctly, he just had two goals in 12 appearances. But this has led to Tata Martino saying that he does have a future with the Mexican national side, which it seems like Rudolfo Pizarro is not a part of.
0: Temporarily, for for the moment, correct. But Pizarro has also been dealing with a little bit of an injury. But it is good to see... Chicharito. After that uh, abysmal first year, come in and and really find his feet. And credit to him, I I know that I think we've spoken on this in the past, actually. But he had lost his grandfather, who was very close with. He was dealing with some mental health issues. Um, last season. and honestly it sounds like he was in a dark place, but he really utilized this off season to uh, refocus on his craft and put in a lot of work. and I think that the whole league is now kind of put on watch and we're seeing the results of that. So all credit to Chicharito really uh, you know happy to see him do well um, even though you know obviously it's not an inter Miami player. For anyone who loves the league and, and loves the sport, uh, especially for all our listeners that are fans of El Tree, I'm sure they're very, very happy uh, to see this. And just to preference, how this, like, this episode is basically gonna be a quarterly review of the MLS as a whole. So we're not gonna talk about every single team. We're gonna talk about the most important teams and storylines so far, but that's what
1: we're gonna be discussing throughout the episode. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and break down some storylines like we're talking about right now, some notable performances on both the club and the player's side, as well as a look at the current standings, the way they sit today what is this june 13th 2021 and a look at the u.s men's national team actually as we are coming off of a huge victory against mexico huge last week i believe i think that was sunday last week last week yeah i mean,
0: time is such a blur still due to the the impacts of the pandemic but yes uh and then there was another game against costa rica we'll discuss and of course we have the Gold Cup coming up. Copa America kicking off. We have the Euro currently kicked off. It is the summer of soccer. Hell, the, even the women's national team is playing exhibition games. It. I turned to Chloe and I said, hey, babe, I'm sorry. You're not going to enjoy this summer very much because it's going to be non-stop football on TV. And I'm going to be interested in
1: every single little tidbit I can get. We have a lot of action going on around the world. I think right now as we record this podcast, it's actually the Dutch Netherlands versus Ukraine. Ukraine. Currently playing right now, yep. 2-0, actually, I believe it was when I went downstairs to collect another one of those great, you know, Three Kings brews down there, sir. But uh, but no, following Chichorito's had a standout season, which again, applause for him coming back into the fold. Uh Ro- Raul Rudy Diaz is actually playing fantastic again, even though he did not make Peru's national club, which is a big shocker, even though you know the Seattle Sounders are pretty pumped about that. But he right now is standing second in the MLS with six goals scored. And as we bump out of kind of a couple of notable individual performances, let's go ahead and look back to the Columbus crew who has had a uh, bizarre. Season, if I can go ahead and say that, it might be saying it very lightly, but uh, the Columbus crew did change their name to Columbus SC, and very similarly to uh, what was the. Gosh, I can't even think of it right now. What was the, all the leagues trying to put together with Man U? Oh, Chelsea? the Super League. Yeah, the Super League. Very similar type of aspect like that. The fans fought back. They said no, thank you, no gracias. That is not the way we want our club to look. So they did change their club back to the Columbus Crew, although they did leave that that logo there which uh <sighs> Jay, what do you what do you what do you think of that new logo that they have?
0: I'm not a fan of it. I like the old school crest. I I, I mean, I don't know why these teams are just coming out like, oh, let's rebrand. I don't know if it's just marketing to sell more merch or, or what the, the thing is, but like Chicago fire, fire is, that's like my son could literally draw a better crest for Chicago than the one they're currently using. I don't understand this. You know, pick, it, pick something classic from the rip like Inter-Miami did. You know, I really do honestly love Inter-Miami's crest compared to the league uh it's something um, that's just classic and timeless within the sport and i think we're playing it very very safe by going with that i don't understand these changes i don't even like the new logo but i will say shout out to columbus crew you boys just got that championship ring i think last week sometime around then uh and uh
1: it's nice looking to ring man nice it must be nice at that rate go ahead and do whatever you want but yeah. it was met with some backlash. So the team did change their name back to the Columbus crew. And that's where well, it is good.
0: Like the fans still have power in this. Yeah. You know, they were vocal great. and they said, Hey, we're not down with this. We, we love this club. We've been diehard with this club for you know, years and years and years. And we don't like this change. And the cooler part is that the club actually listened that they were willing to listen to their fans and, and revert back to the previous at least title of the team but not so much the crest but maybe that crest will grow on me i doubt it but you know i'm not gonna i'm gonna leave the door open for a possibility of enjoying that crest
1: we'll keep leaving that door open and as this year continues to go on so has the seattle sounders where they're absolutely the best team in the league right now record stands as so and definitely eyesight Passes that test more than anything. The Sounders are playing fantastic. They are actually currently right now leading the Supporter Shield race with 18 points in a crazy 2.25 goal per game average, which is far wide and above higher than our one goal average <laughs> they were playing some great soccer out west and it's uh un- it's honestly unfortunate that we're over here on the east side of the country and we don't get to see these teams out west play as much as you know we'd like those are the lafcs this seattle sounders the timbers as well as the san jose earthquakes who are playing pretty damn well thus far this year so uh the sounders and nashville are actually the only two unbeaten teams remaining although their records do look far wide different the nashville is actually sitting at what jay i think that's a seventh place in the eastern conference yeah they're
0: seventh at uh seven games played three wins Oh, sorry. I'm looking at Columbus Crew National. Sorry. Yeah, seven games played, uh, two wins, five draws, zero losses. So they're undefeated. They're playing a different style than what Seattle is playing. I mean, Seattle, you're right, is playing lights out. But um, you know, like at the same time, I and mean, it's MLS, and literally anything can happen. I think what the Seattle Seattle's last game was a draw against uh, Atlanta United. You know, who beat us one zero and. Um. Like there, I could see a circumstance where we rise to the occasion against Seattle, but then like drop the ball against you know one of these other teams like a Chicago, like a Toronto or DC or New York Red Bulls. But anything's possible, but they've been playing the best football in the league undoubtedly up till this point,
1: yeah. And f- fortunately for us, we don't have to play Seattle at all, I believe, during this campaign if we can call it that in 2021 we do play portland actually we have like two
0: games from the western conference it's really strange to me that we don't have more
1: very odd but portland i know is one of them i don't know what the other one is actually off the top of my head but like we had said seattle and nashville are the only two la galaxy was the other one Uh, We, we already played them yeah that was our first game and that was an l on the foot of chitarito starting his campaign of which like we had said, has seven goals thus far. But other notable performances, uh, Carl's Gill, has created five goals and leads the MLS in assist. He's playing absolutely lights out as well as Pedro Galisi and Joe Willis from the Houston Dynamo, keeping four clean sheets thus far this year. Big shout out to them doing a great job. When we move into team performances. We're gonna head and start at Kansas City who has 16 goals to their name. That that does include their 1-1 tie against Austin last night. That was really, I think, the only game that was played this weekend as Indeed. the transfer window is open right now and teams are taking a little bit of a break. And we're on the international break as well. Yes. For, for like the Gold Cup and stuff of that
0: nature. But everything will be resuming next weekend with our away game against D.C. And the other MLS teams that will be resuming as well. So it really is going to be a non-stop soccer fest for the next 2 months.
1: It's going to go ahead and be that. And yeah, like we talked about, there's a lot of world soccer going on. And to finish this off before going ahead and taking a look at the standings as they sit right now, going to go ahead and shout out Montreal and Seattle again who are tied for 14 assists. Montreal playing their year down here in our stadium actually because they cannot travel back up to Canada four travel restrictions due to covid protocol and of course we had to throw our team in the mix we do lead our team our we do lead the league in one stat and one stat only and yes everybody could guess it it is yellow cards we have 20 on the year right now everybody i'm sorry that was too loud and that was the wrong one it should be more like that I that's think the one's we time. might need an applause for that too, we to be honest. I mean, you got to put that for him, I did not mean to airhorn.
0: My my hand hit that. That's my fault. That's my fault. That's on me. That's not. That's not even Alex. For,
1: for the listeners, that was that was my fault. It's fine. It's fine. People enjoyed the soundboard, dude. Just just have fun with it. Yeah, it was definitely fun. the first
0: request on the feedback that we asked for. It was uh, more soundboard.
1: I mean, I don't know who that could have been, and then my response was <laughs> vulgar. <laughs> but uh, those are some notable performances around the league with both club and players specifically and let's go ahead and take a look at the standings right now as they sit we again are coming to you on june 13th right now question mark but anyway right now the western stand with the western conference is sitting with the seattle sounders at that number one spot, they have been on fire so far this year. They are leading the Supporters' Shield race, as we had mentioned, with 18 points this season. Looking great. They are sitting two points above Sporting Kansas City and have not yet lost a match so far so you know they're doing great those plays are playing excellent football in these eight matches they were also able to secure six clean sheets this shows how their defense is playing quality thus far this season and is not letting up anything on the back line although they've been playing great fortunately for them their last two matches have been held out for draws against orlando united and austin atlanta united yeah
0: did you say Atlanta you, oh, maybe I'm losing it?
1: But yes, correct. Yeah. Again,
0: teams can play great, but especially like when it comes time to, you know, the the, the playoffs, um, you know, these midseason struggles, like good to get them out now, but, you know, keep an eye on this. Literally just watch this. They're playing very well, but I could honestly see a situation where like if they go up against uh, a New England Revs, where they could lose. It seems like they they're, have games where they're not as productive as other games they've played. And then they, then there's games where they just come out and, and really just dominate and control everything up and down the pitch. It's, it's, it's insanely impressive, but there's definitely an opportunity to, to expose that. I believe now you mentioned something earlier, which is still blowing my mind. I know you mentioned to me, uh, it to me at lunch was that the fact that uh, you know, Rui Diaz, right, Raul Rui Diaz, he is their top goal scorer. He's got six goals so far this season. Uh, He sits second only behind Chicharito in the league, who has seven strikes to his name. But the fact that he was left off the Peruvian national team, like, blows my mind. Either there's something we don't know as far as injury or maybe unidentified talent on that team, But to leave out someone who has been a monster really since we started really, really heavily focusing on the league, which was almost two years ago. And this guy has been consistent. He's been a a threat to any team that plays him. But apart from Rudy Diaz, uh, Ecuadorian uh, Javier Arreaga has also established himself as a great central defender. And he is crucial to the team playing three at the back consistently, which is honestly something that I would like to see Inter Miami doing a little bit more of. But, um, you know, he's been a breath of fresh air uh, for the club, and they needed someone special to replace the, the likes of the man, the Seattle legend, Roman Torres, previously of Inter-Miami in the first season, uh, but also Chad Marshall. So it's very impressive to see kind of just the next man up and replenishing the roster over and over with talented players that can go out in there and get the result that you, that you need.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's our blood in Chris Henderson right there coming over to enter yes. Miami. That is, that is the culture, that is the team that he has established, and we're seeing how it's thriving even when he leaves, and that's the signal of an excellent team, and you know that's really the now model. we can just get oh yeah to, man to somewhere close to that we'll be all right. But us, we we got to cheat to be the seventh worst team in the league. We got to you know? we got to <laughs> cheat
0: with seventy p's, and we can't even freaking win our first playing <laughs> round, man.
1: Yeah, man, and you know people like Rui Diaz not even making the national team. It's unbelievable. But shout out to Seattle for having an outstanding just outstanding season so far it's It's fantastic yeah they're they're, they're,
0: they're perennial man every year
1: year in and year out you can put bet your money on seattle doing absolutely wonderful and i mean this brings us to really the second team in the western conference which you know doesn't typically find itself up there if you're a historian of the major league soccer and that's sporting kansas city Sporting Kansas City has had an excellent start to their 2021 campaign where they're currently sitting right now, Jay, with 17 points in the Western Conference, only behind the former mentor in Seattle, Sounders. So similar to the New England Revolutions in the Eastern Conference, Sporting Kansas City has also experienced only one defeat this year, bro. So that's it, right? Nashville and Seattle are the only teams without any losses whereas sporting kansas city and the new england revolution only have one defeat to their name thus far this year which that defeat in case if you were wondering was at the feet of the houston dynamo which we'll get to houston in a little bit here because they're having an outstanding campaign as well they've been playing phenomenally and i kind
0: of view sporting kc in Minnesota United, although Minnesota's had a really bad start to the season, but specifically like towards the last year, they're kind of in that Toronto FC category. But again, Toronto's had a pretty sketchy start to this season as well. But these are teams that have a lot of really good players, but kind of live in that middle no man's land, like up on the upper echelon of that between like being a bad team or I, I mean, that's not fair, but like a regular team in one of the great teams and they're right there in that threshold. And this will be something, this will be a season to watch because they could honestly break through that and they be a bigger force next year, making their name in the league. But there's a few teams that are right hovering in that area of literally being perennial like Seattle Sounders, where you know they're going to be good every year. And it's fun to watch specifically for me, Toronto, Kansas, City, Minnesota, all right around that. And if they can just find the extra pieces to break through, then they're mm-hmm. literally, I mean, they could be you no know, stopping them, honestly.
1: The major difference that I see, sir, is the fact that Toronto FC, right, the team that we're comparing right now, has won a cup. They won a cup yeah. in 2017. and
0: But to be fair, they've also been in the league longer. So they've been more established
1: and able to build up that program. Regardless the way you look at it, Sporting Kansas City <laughs> Is no one to look away from this club right now is going to make a run at the MLS Cup and they kind of remind me a little bit of you know in very different ways of Columbus right Columbus was a team that was going to control the mm-hmm. ball they were going to play a very stouty defense and they were probably going to win one zero last year that's the way that they played. Sporting Kansas City is another one of those teams that's just coming out of nowhere from these last few years in the MLS, and they're doing this quite differently. Right now, Jay, actually on some statistics right here, they have the most goals scored in the MLS with 15 to their name this season. Uh, This club has managed to score three games in a match four times, which is the most by any club, which (laughs) I think, bro, like... I think we've had like two games in our entire franchise's history where we've scored three goals or more, and one being this year against Cincinnati. So, hats off to Casey. I think twice,
0: I think about Orlando and then Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those and are to the put two that in perspective, those are the <coughs> two games right there. <coughs>
0: Excuse me. Goals for uh, Inter Miami this season are at eight, so they're almost double that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but there's, I mean, they're making improvements every year, and once they get it all figured out, they're going to be a serious threat in this league.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've been playing great. And, I mean, this is a club that, unlike Miami, did not have the glitz and the glamour. This is a Kansas City who most people probably think is in Kansas, but is not. It's in Missouri, actually, shocker Mm -hmm. enough, which is actually kind of the craziest part. It's right on the border, though. Yeah, but it's still technically in Missouri. So the way that we look at this team is definitely a force to be reckoned with out of the Western Conference. This team is one to keep an eye on and... Unfortunately for them, they have a little bit of a shaky back line to go ahead and let some goals in. That's definitely their weak spot, but they're definitely that running gun team that's going to go ahead and look to outscore you. And that's
0: exciting to watch. I mean, their top goal scorer is Alan Polito. He's got five goals, and Polito is set to make you know his mark for the Mexican international team at the World Cup. So a lot of hype and potential there. He's one of the. Kind of same category as Pizarro, like one of the hotter up-and-coming Mexican stars. Is uh, you know, there's also they have the the, the super talented 19-year-old uh, Gianluca Busio. Is he's, he's perhaps the next big thing in American soccer? Like keep an eye on this kid. You're starting to see these names blow up on the U.S. men's national team, and and he could very well uh, be the next. Uh, and judging by that name, I'm I'm, I'm going ahead a guess that Italian descent maybe split uh, citizenship, but look forward to that. He's a young midfielder. He's slowly adding goals to the game. He's already scored two uh, this season, uh, the same amount he managed to score in the entirety of the previous season. And as expected, the world has their eyes on him, and he's attracting huge interest from Italian Syria A clubs because that's kind of the new trend is we're seeing these players go from academies to maybe a brief stint in the mls but mainly going over to europe now and a lot of them are getting over into the european academies which is just spectacular to see but keep an eye on gianluca uh, busio he literally could be the next giorena the next christian pulisic weston mckinney Serg- Serginho des i mean i could go on and on but uh very very impressive from
1: the young american i believe he's only Nineteen years old too, so super super young when it comes to it, and that's probably one of the brightest spots of our U.S. men's national team is just how young. I think we're averaging twenty four. The youth, yeah, yeah, There's years crazy. old or something the, like the that. The youth
0: is, is phenomenal on that. I mean, and we'll get into this, but like you look at these games, man, Weston McKinney or or like Gio Rain, and Gio Reyna is literally eighteen years old. Insane. Can you imagine me eight? You know what I was doing at eighteen? I can't even say it on this on this microphone because it was. Illegal and or my parents would
1: be very disappointed if they bro, ever heard that you were watching you were listening to Eminem <laughs> in your <laughs> fucking man, basement, bro. And- I, at
0: that point, I was like three six mafia, <laughs> classic like drought three little Wayne. Like no, no, no. Like and these people are are these, these young kids are coming up and and just balling out at a young age. It is a
1: beautiful, beautiful thing to see, which is honestly a true testament to how u.s soccer has grown over the years progressing yeah absolutely and i think that our country as a whole if you are listening in the united states if not because we do have listeners all over the world was that jay i think 55 55. different countries so if you're coming with us ghana ireland italy where else jay hit me with this uh shoot dude india Suriname, guatemala the north pole something everywhere i mean we
0: could literally run through this if we really wanted to and I'm pretty sure We don't need to run through this. We're in 49 states out of 50. I'm pretty sure the one that's not is one of the Dakotas. I'm so thinking <laughs> why would Hawaii not. care? Hawaii, Hawaii's chilling on no, the beach, bro. No, Hawaii is is a listener. It's I'm telling you, it's one of the Dakotas or it's like Wyoming.
1: Okay. Well, as Jay goes ahead and looks at our... I'm not doing that math, so don't even count on that, buddy. Sorry. There's no way you figure this out in the next 60 I seconds. i figure it out. Hell no. All right, then put, put your keyboard away. I'm going to unplug this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no. All right, as Jay continues to do quick math and quick searching and... Oh, man. You're bringing out the hard drive like that. This thing is an archaic piece of shit, everyone. This is old faithful. This is what launched the the podcast.
0: This computer launched the damn podcast. Show some respect. Put some respect on this MacBook Pro's name from 2010.
1: Can I go? No. Because if you're not a part of the Discord, you wouldn't have heard that Jay actually got rid of his squeaky-ass chair, which I've known this man... For about seven years, I'd say about now, and I've worked on this chair. Chloe's worked on this chair. I'm pretty sure Quinn's worked on this chair, but nobody has been able to figure out why in the hell does this thing squeak? We've had WD-40. We've done everything. I was right. It's
0: North Dakota. Damn you, you North Dakotans. Give us one. Listen, fill out the 50 states. Uh, Do you call them North Dakotans? I don't know. As far goes in North Dakota, I
1: think. But I honestly don't know. Do we have to drive through North Dakota and like (laughs) listen to my podcast? I'm going to just
0: send some stickers (laughs) up to North Dakota. Just get one
1: listen and I'll be happy. (laughs) Anyway, to get back to my story. Jay got rid of his squeaky ass chair, man. And I could not be any more thrilled. Everyone's like, oh, what squeaky ass chair? Dude, this thing was like a scene out of a goddamn horror movie, bro. This thing is like something that you would trip up on in halloween and just not let your little three-year-old go up to it was that creepy oh my god and quinn's been having to live with this shit for the
0: most quinn's loved it quinn's loved it okay
1: no even quinn hates it he's told me he walked right, up moving to me on shout out thing.
0: namibia shout out nigeria shout out guyana <laughs> shout i could go through everybody. all
1: 55 if you really wanted me to again this is, is a Croatia. bonus episode if y'all listening by now shout out south korea shout out bts baby number ones but uh anyway let's get back to the mls here sitting at number three. The West shout Indian out, Vietnam. Conference. We shout out Vietnam quite a few times, actually. I think. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, enough. I'll Vietnam, stop. Vietnam actually time. might be our second biggest support group. but it's pulled it uh, together. <laughs> we're, we are pulled together, <laughs> sir. Uh Looking ahead, the LA Galaxy. The LA Galaxy actually, oddly, as I'm looking at this, have a higher goal per game average, which is interesting than Sporting Kansas City, although Sporting Kansas City does lead the league in goals scored and are ahead of them in points. But Sporting Kansas City averages 1.89 goals per game, whereas the LA Galaxy averaged 2.14. And Local fans to the Fort Lauderdale Miami area have seen all too much of the LA Galaxy this year where they handed us our first defeat of the year in a comeback victory at the foot of Chicharito Hernandez, which really started his campaign and they have not slowed down. We're a
0: good team to start your campaign on
1: i was gonna say i was like if you want to start a run this is if definitely the club
0: if you, what was it you tell me that you like you were looking at like the the dc united reddit and they're like oh at least we play miami next <laughs> like damn man just, just, just that's that's the reputation right there like if yeah. you're having
1: a, a rough start you look forward to your miami game yeah what was that i was on the i was on the dc i i, I like to get a little sneak peek to what the fans are thinking about their club before we play I mean, i was on dc united and they were on i think they were on like a two or three game losing skid and there was a bunch of injuries that were going on and someone posted they were like yeah but at least we got into miami next yeah (laughs) right (laughs) great i'm glad we can at
0: least provide some people with a sense of of joy
1: yeah unfortunately for us that is uh sadness on our end but the la galaxy sit three points currently behind seattle in the western conference on the other side of kansas city la galaxy have won five and lost two matches this season where both of their losses were absolutely annihilations three to zero against seattle and the portland Timbers. so pretty tough teams out in the west however they have not dropped any more points apart from those Losses, So good for them. They have been gone ahead and played good football this entire year. We heard that Chicharito was going to have a comeback season and boy, has he ever the impact of Greg Vanny cannot be understated as well as a legendary MLS defender has made the galaxy much more resilient and reaching their past glory, which I do believe Jay fun fact about the MLS. I think that they have, I think they have four championships. Yeah, DC United and LA Galaxy have four MLS Cups to their name, so they are trying to bring back the glory days, as we may say, which we are still trying to create ourselves, and unfortunately for the Galaxy, which seems like a problem for us, they concede goals all too easily. They have conceded 11 goals thus far this season, which is the second highest after San Jose, which is super surprising, because I would have thought that it would have been us, but for some (laughs) reason, we're, we're holding on to zero and one, goal games and uh that does not put us last in that statistic but anyway jay what do you see out of the galaxy thus far this year very talented team i mean it's very uh,
0: the glaring obvious point right is 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 javier hernandez aka chicharito he's the top scorer for lake galaxy he's got seven goals right leads the league uh but chicharito he's also the top scorer um I already said, but in the MLS this season, but he used to play for Manchester United. This dude is legit, right? He he made his name in the 2010 World Cup. Uh, Him and I think it was Gio DeSantis at the time were really the two up and coming uh, stars. But it looks like he might have a solid chance to to really lead Mexico's front line in the 2022 World Cup it would be very impressive. Um, the other really notable player is, is Bond, Jonathan Bond, not James, but their goalkeepers and playing lights out. Phenomenal has had some exceptional performances in goal. And I really think that he could be a vital piece going down the road. But even, I mean, outside of that, right? Like they have, they're, they're, they have a lot of talented players like Ethan Zubak, who is 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 playing a phenomenal season. You look at Sebastian Legette, who you can see him at LA Galaxy. You see him on the men's national team. Stud player. I mean, like Sasha, even old Sasha Kleschen is having a solid impact over there. They seem to really have everything ironed out quite well. And then I'd be remiss if I'm going to shout out Chicharito, but not Jonathan Dos Santos, um, who scored that uh, nice little finisher, ripped his shirt off. They're, they're a really good team And LA galaxy has been struggling. I would really say they've been struggling going back to um, the, the Beckham days, honestly. I mean, I, I, I even with Lawson they just weren't really able to, 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 get a, a a cup win or anything like that but they're they're finally starting to after they it's just like the stock market, it's just like crypto man you know it goes up goes down consolidates gets his stuff together and then trends backed up uh trends back up but again i mean like victor vasquez like the, the they have so many good players on this team um definitely one to watch now can they dethrone a Seattle outright for the supporter shield or will this be more of can they to throw them in like the MLS cup you, we will see what happens but I'll tell you one thing if Chicharito can keep his goal scoring uh, madness up at this level then there will be a serious contender to win everything in this league
1: yeah, I don't know if Seattle's taking their foot off the gas anytime soon, but we're gonna go ahead and have to see if the LA Galaxy can keep this up over the longevity of the season. I mean, well, they, they don't are- play in Miami, so they can't really let their foot off their gas. Well, you know, they already took their three points against (laughs) us, so (laughs) I think they're already through. But, uh, you know, no, they are keeping their foot on the gas, and sitting behind them are the Colorado Rapids, which, again, is one of those clubs that is a little bit of a blast from the past, has not been doing too well in the MLS, but they did win the 2010 MLS Cup, so good for them. And it's been about a decade since they've had any glory. So sitting at the fourth spot, the Colorado Rapids, And the other team that I look at outside of Colorado who's really had a bang-up year, if you're looking at last year in particular, is really the Houston Dynamo. I mean, both Colorado and the Dynamo are playing absolutely outstanding, where last year they were sitting at the bottom of the table pretty much all year. Well, Houston's sitting in the fifth spot as well as Colorado sitting in the fourth. And then go ahead and trailing them are the San Jose Earthquake, who I believe... Yes, they have given up the most goals. Actually, no, that can't be right because Cincinnati's given up the most goals thus far this year. So uh San Jose not doing so bad. I can
0: tell you right now. Uh yeah, Cincinnati, yep, Cincinnati is the leader. Yep.
1: Yep, Cincinnati
0: is the leader. That's uh what. they're tied for worse in the Western Conference at twelve, tied with Houston Dynamo, who interesting. I mean, because Houston's had a pretty decent season, but both uh as far as away goes goal. Twelve apiece.
1: Well, both of them actually have had pretty good years. If you look at it, I mean, sitting at the fifth and sixth spot right now, they're sitting in the playoffs. So that's a little bit of an odd way that the league is going to match up. But hey, it so is as it is written. And then following San Jose is sitting in the Portland Timbers, followed by Real Salt Lake. And then sitting there in the ninth seed, very odd to see them there as LAFC. I know a lot of people were actually Mm -hmm. taking them at the beginning of the year to win the Supporters' Shield. I know they've been banged up with injuries. It seems like a common theme throughout the MLS, but their team in particular has definitely been banged up with injuries. And they really just haven't been able to figure it out all year out West. They're definitely being overshadowed by their neighbor, the LA Galaxy. So, you know, we'll see if the LAFC... they
0: they had their run, though. I really I mean, you know, well this everything team is still very, very comes, good. Yeah. They are, but everything comes back to reality, right? They had their dominance, I would say, outside of Zlatan. Like they were kind of dark days there with the with LA Galaxy. So LAFC had their fun. I'm not saying the fun's over, but I'm saying, you know, the 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 other team in the city is back to their form. So now you've really are going to have to play well if you want to sit there and say, like, hey, we run LA or we are the team in LA. Now there's a real high level of competition. I think that this city
1: is going to be a battle for years to come.
0: Oh, it's going to be. Oh, El, El Trafico is going to be one of the staples of the MLS for the foreseeable future.
1: This I mean, battle, And it only got more hype in because you're right. You know, when you keep bringing in these... Big names like you know Ibra and, and Chicharito and Diego Rossi and Carlos Vela, and David
0: Beckham, baby, shout out David Beckham,
1: and, and people like this. It's only going to add to an incredible rivalry. We we only hope if Inter Miami can get to that level, you know. That's players, what we want to be, right? right? Like that, we want to be
0: the team <laughs> drafting the big names that can produce. And right now, we're the team drafting the big names, and
1: oh, we're out here. We're playing.
0: I we mean, ain't winning.
1: I mean, you look at Mark Mark Anthony Kay. I I mean, you look at this team, Canadian stud, from the top to the bottom, I mean, blessing, The, the team is absolutely loaded. They just haven't been able to figure it out. So... For them, for their sake, right? We don't play them this year. Fortunately for us, they were actually our first ever match as a franchise. When we went and played them, we lost 1-0 at the foot. I think it was Rossi uh, who chipped. No, one. no, no. It was Vela. It was Vela over and it was Robles. Ro- Robles, he, yeah, was, it he was, was off his line. It was a beautiful shot, though. Yeah, It was that, a beauty.
0: That was just a slight mental error by Robles that led to that. Yeah, no, a, a beautiful, beautiful shot. And I mean, also, shout out Bob Bradley, one of the best coaches in the league, Used to coach the men's national team. He will be the coach of the MLS All-Star Liga MX All-Star Game, which will be happening on August 25th, if I'm not mistaken. So he will be leading MLS to take down probably the much more higher compensated as a team, Liga MX, but keep an eye on that. Yes, and we did have And one more thing. Sorry to do this one more time to you. But if you have a ESPN plus, they have a ten part series on LAFC's second season? Either first or second season. I can't remember off top. Third season. Maybe three years ago. Yeah, so okay. So yeah, that'll be the first or second uh really really good if you have espn plus check that out i want to say it's called like take it all or something but i honestly cannot remember but go to the soccer section you'll find it really really cool if you want to see a club in their early expansion phases figuring
1: everything out yeah you're right you actually told me to watch that i think it was last year or two years two years ago or something like that you had watched told me to do that And it was yeah absolutely one of those things that you want to go ahead and check out if you're an mls fan I'll and tell you right now. It is. No, nope, I won't tell you right now. Continue. Uh, Sorry. Got some poor internet connection, sir. But <laughs> anyway, LAFC sitting in the ninth seed right now. Do expect them to bump up a little bit as the standings and the table continue to shake up a little bit. But sitting behind them is expansion team Austin. And that is where Mr. Ben Sweat does reside. Shout out Ben. Sounds like he's nursing. I think it was a torn ACL, Jay. I think it was a torn MCL, ACL, something like that. that, Uh, He is a friend of the podcast, so watch your mouth. But uh, no, he was a big supporter of the podcast, and we definitely wish him luck at Austin. They are sitting in the 10th right now in the Western Conference, followed by Vancouver, Minnesota, and unfortunately for Dallas. Dallas is sitting in the last place. They have a less goal per average than us which is pretty damn hard to do they're sitting at right now 0. 0.86 which damn got, man, um, that's pretty tough
0: they've got eight goals for 11 against we have eight goals for 13 against so um,
1: yeah they have been it's called
0: you we know, are lafc by the way
1: LA, we are L A F C. Yeah. Check that out if you're an dope, MLS fan. Dope,
0: dope, it just even, I get it. I get it. We're all under Miami fans here, but check it out. It, it, it really is. It's cool. It's well shot.
1: No, check it out. We're all MLS fans here too. Some <laughs> of us, but uh, but no, <laughs> do check it out. It is pretty, pretty, pretty as the kids say, tight. Pretty tight. Uh, pretty tight. Is that
0: what the kids say. Pretty tight. The kids say pr- pretty toy. It's Pretty tight. Right yeah, there. Uh, f- yeah, 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 yeah. And keen with the f- the little kids over in London. Hip, hip, hip,
1: hip, <laughs> oh, fuck. cheerio. Anyway, sitting in Dallas, last place in the league. The big eyes are sitting at Franco Jara, who is $3 million. Man, which actually doesn't sound that bad to enter Miami ears. Just sounds like another player who isn't playing in the MLS as well as they used to play. So, yeah,
0: fun fact. Jays are silent in Spanish. Jara. 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 It's like an H.
1: I like Jada. I, I know you do. I might name my new dog Jada.
0: Okay. Did I tell Herself, you I was going to get a dog? No, you shouldn't get a dog. This man bought cats. He bought two cats. and Bangle cats. He returned them within a week. And now he wants to get a dog, which requires much more attention. Two cats weeks. Are, are
1: self-sufficient. Two weeks. Okay. And they're bangle cats. It's an off-breed of a panther. They're ocelots. No, panther. They're all broke. She's. Okay. Tiger
0: let's go to the Eastern Conference. What, what, what do the listeners think? Should we just move on to the Eastern Conference? Bengal Cats. Okay, sure. Going to take care of them for more than a week. Anyway, moving forward, if you're brand new to this league, then you're probably unaware. that the Revolution is top of the East. They sit at the top. They got 17 points, three points ahead of the Philadelphia Union, who won the Supporter Shield last year. So very, very good. Philly had a little sketchy start. We are able to get a win on them, a rare win that we will get. Give it some applause. Why not? And we're going to end it because there's been nothing positive after that. Uh, but, you know, again, very strong given the hiccup of performance against Chicago, as well as me, Miami, against Chicago, they drew 2-2. But after a little bit of a sketchiness, the Revs picked up form and won five of the next seven matches. Their only defeat has come against Nashville SC, where they lost 2-0. That being said, rolling into this intermission, the Revs have won their last three matches against Columbus, New York Red Bulls, and Cincinnati. They've only conceded one goal, in those three
1: games. Big shout out, Revs. You don't think Lee Wins still on that team, do you? I think he went to Ho
0: Chi Minh City, right?
1: Oh, did he ever did he sign that agreement? I believe so. No shit. I can find out for us in a few quick
0: triggers. Minute. He yep, he went to Ho Chi Minh Good City. For him. What's Good food. His
1: I don't know. got to say right there. Just type in salary.
0: It's probably unlimited pho and egg rolls, which I will unlimited work for. Yeah, if anyone ever wants Shiba to hire me, coin. I will literally be
1: paid in Jiva coin. <laughs> Jiva coin or Doge Free coin. pho and free crispy egg rolls. You do love pho. You, you you always had the best pho name as a as a food truck. Pho Wheel Drive? Uh, on Pho Wheels. On Pho Wheels. Pho Wheel Drive? Or is a Pho Wheel Drive. Pho-wheel oh, drive. Like that. Yeah, like that's yeah. the best one.
0: It's just tough because it's 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 it looks like it's pronounced pho, but it's pho. So it's hard to rhyme with fa and you know me, as the listeners do I do come up with our punny titles. So sorry. Distracted. Anyway, moving move, moving forward, their top score. And again, we're talking about um, who the fuck are we are talking about? The Revolution. Their top scorer is Adam Buksa with four goals so far this season. Even though Robert Lewandowski uh, looks to be the man up top for the Polish national team, Buksa is trying his best to give the Bayern Munich star competition for the strikers position. And good job at that. Good job dethroning the Lewandowski, who won a Balloon d'Or, which is the best European player for like, the only player to not do it outside of Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo over like the past like I don't know, twelve years something absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and of course, uh, Carlos Gill's uh, recently signed a contract extension with the New England Revs, stating the best is yet to come from him. The Spaniard has averaged three point five expected assists per game, managing the most key passes in the division. That would be forty five, and has created seven point two passes per ninety. Leading to shots proving his quality as perhaps the best playmaker in the division. Only because Mateus Messi is not technically playing in the MLS.
1: Did I, did I see that correctly? That he was wearing an inner Miami jersey again? Hey, 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 there's
0: rumors. Do you want to do this now, man? I mean, I got rumors for days, bro. Rumors. Uh, Rodolfo's leaving for Chivas. Uh, in Liga and he's returning there. That would free up one spot. That would mean we could either bring Mateus Pellegrini back or go out there and sign some old retired football like Dirk Coit. That's all the rumors you got? Uh, we could sign Andre Perlo. We could sign <laughs> Frank Messi. Lampard. Steven Gerrard, probably. Beckham could come down. We could probably sign Ronaldinho, wherever Neville he Neville out there. What? Neville? neville son. we could probably sign gary
1: was it dan dan has a good theory where he just says that we should just drop everybody from the senior club and just throw everybody on from fort lauderdale cf or was that was that you oh my yeah. bad that was, that was my thing oh, we my dropped bad. everyone from the team except L- L- lewis morgan and gregory was a little rough <laughs> drop
0: everyone except for lewis morgan and gregory and then promote all of fort lauderdale cf because you know what, Fort Lauderdale CF might not be the greatest team in the third-tier division of American soccer, but I'll tell you what, Alisa plays a team.
1: Yeah, and you know who else plays as a team?
0: Not Inter-Miami.
1: He got him there, bud. But, uh, but actually sitting at the number two slot in the Eastern Conference is a team that we have actually beat, which makes no fucking sense at all.
0: It makes perfect sense. We rise to the occasion at the greats, and then we just suck it up for the teams
1: that aren't great. Yeah, but we're also not beating the great teams anymore either we've been where broke beat it we being win is of we've been cincinnati and philadelphia which are two complete polar opposites mm.
0: i will say it again it's not about championships it's about friendships
1: <laughs> well philadelphia is having a much better season than Inter miami although they did lose to Inter miami they're sitting the number two seed in the eastern conference right now where they are sitting three points behind the new england revolution in the eastern conference with only two losses this season against new york city fc and you guessed it Inter miami which nycfc is actually kind of an interesting team right there they have a couple leading goal scorers, which has been pretty formidable but anyway talking about the union their last three matches have resulted in three wins and yes you guessed it three clean sheets so although Brandon arison is no longer on the club where he joined RB Salzburg this last offseason flourishing at the club as well as the national level. The union are doing just fine.
0: They're holding they're holding their own. Yeah, they, they really are. I mean, they you know, to be fair to them, we, we I'm not gonna say luck, but our, our goals were basically uh kind of luck. <laughs> like, you know, we, we snuck out of out of Philly with a win, but I think everyone knew deep down that they were probably still the the better team, but never sleep on them. Uh, best players they have is is Jemiro Montero. He's is said to be the most productive player in the attack. He has assisted three goals so far, which is only second to Fabio's uh, four assists for New York Red Bulls. Uh, the six foot four, and I relate to that dude because I am just tall and kind of lanky. But Casper, say his name. Say his name for me. Can you say it? Shabelko. Shiz- wow. Let's go. Wow. Uh, you've been practicing. Let's that's go, good. boy. So
1: Casper Shabelco. I've actually Shibelko. said it in my brain about 30 times.
0: I was like, it's like, <laughs> it's like Mike Shizewski. Like, it doesn't make any like sense to us Americans, but that's just how you say it. So Casper with a C. I like the Casper with a C. I think I'm going to name my next son. Cash proof the C. Uh, Shabalka though, he's their main goal scorer. He was actually uh, one of the, I think, top five people slated to win uh, the Golden Boot this year as far as goal scoring is concerned. He's the main goal scorer. You may remember the Slim Reaper from that beautiful counter-attack out on Inter-Miami for us to lose uh, 2-1. Was that the last game of the MLS's back tournament? It was in there somewhere. Um, but he's uh, already managed three this season. And he looks... He's primed for a pretty solid season as far as productivity goes. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Now let's move forward to our little brother, which we were able to really kind of evenly draw against last season as far as one win, one loss for each side. We're talking about Orlando City. This year might be a little more rough because they added Pato. And, of course, the the man we hate to talk about because we – Hate the fact we don't have him on our team, Mister Daryl DK, He is now back with the club after being loaned out, shredding, 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 over in England. Uh, was it Barnsley? Yeah, yeah. And um, he's back. So, dear Lord, baby Jesus, pray for us. We're gonna play them in a couple weeks, and uh, could be tough. Now, to be fair, right? The summer transfer window is open now. It is expected by many people that 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 DK will be acquired by some European club. I think the price had to throw it on him was twenty million, and I mean honestly, that's chump change to chump change to a lot of European clubs. So who knows how much longer he will be there? We could have had him. We took Robbie. We took Dylan. Dylan's no longer here. We still love him though, buddy. But uh, yeah, fun times in a couple weeks. Next home game, I'd have. I'm looking forward to this a lot because I was out of town. I, you know, we made an agreement when we started this whole thing we bought our season tickets that if either of us can't go, we just surrender our ticket to the other. So I surrendered my ticket. First time we're going to sit in our, this actual season supposed to be in and I wasn't able to be there. So for this Orlando City game, it's going to be the first game where I will see the season tickets that I bought a year and a half ago. Actually, probably two years ago. But Inter-Miami likes to make us wait for things. So I am really excited for this. This is our next home game. It's going to be an absolute banger. I'm calling a 2-1 win right now. What is Copa del Sol right now? Uh, it's 2-2. Uh, 2-2? Two and two. Two and two? Yeah. Well, this is really going to be the tiebreaker. But unfortunately, we're having a – I can't I, – how do I say it? we're having a horrible season? Because our – We had a horrible season last year. We're playing as we usually do. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be a a, a tough game, but also unknown to a lot of people. Inter-Miami did apparently have a scrimmage with Toronto yesterday, which would be uh, Saturday, June 12th. Uh, Apparently, Carranza scored twice. Apparently, Jay Chapman scored once, and we beat Toronto. So... That's kind of cool to see. You. Both teams, Toronto's having a rough start. We're having a rough start. We're like, hey, man, we both suck. Do you guys might maybe like want to like play each other and work on like this whole team sport thing? And they're like, yeah, dude, we're down with that. And hell, we got out with a win. So uh, props to the last. Let's see what we can do next week against D.C. and the following against
1: Orlando. Big match against Orlando. I know everybody's pumped to be back at the stadium cheering going like crazy again. That is going to be our first match. We're going to go ahead and bring a live, live show from the parking lot. So appreciate everybody for being open to that. You know, there's gonna be some mischief. You know, we're gonna go ahead and say we might have some red cups sitting there. Maybe something else. Go ahead and swing by. You may see yourself on the inner Miami podcast, Instagram, live TV. So do your thing. But as Jay said, Orlando City is sitting right now in the third slot with Daryl DK back, where we didn't miss once, but. We didn't miss twice, and uh, you know we missed we missed two grand times on Daryl, where he could have offered a big lift to our club and a lot of Cheddar as well. And sitting behind Orlando City is NYCFC in that fourth slot, which actually for them is a little bit deceiving because they have some goal scorers on their team, both Jesus Medina as well as Valentin Castellanos are playing absolutely out of their skull. Jesus right now has The third most goals in the MLS with five as well as Valentin is sitting in the league with four goals tied with about eight other players right now. But they are a high scoring octane offense. They're sitting fourth right now in the Eastern Conference. Right behind them is Montreal who clearly Montreal is enjoying that that lovely South Florida weather where they don't have to travel up to Canadian or Canada territory (laughs) over to Canadian. Over to Canadian territory. (laughs) And shout
0: out Toronto. Toronto's over in Tampa, so they're both like, "Hey, we can't play in in Canada. Where should we play in the U.S.? Oh, let's go to the place with like the craziest people, like no laws, no rule. Yeah, let's go to Florida. Wouldn't
1: I mean? Shit, I don't blame them. And they picked the honestly one of the most beautiful stadiums in the league. That's right, that's our stadium. But Montreal is, you know. Doing pretty well. They stumbled out of the gate. They kicked our ass in our home stadium. You this, know, played oh, very, man. very well. They like, we don't need to bring that game back up. That's in our past. We don't trick. We don't need to, don't me, need to do this. But uh, but sitting behind Montreal is the Columbus crew, which we had mentioned actually still to this day, has no losses to their name, which is super surprising. They have five ties as well as two wins. Very odd to see them there in the sixth. Oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. That's not Columbus crew. That is Nashville that I'm talking about right now. The Columbus crew are sitting in the sixth slot, just as a sixth lot goes, but Nashville is the second team who does not have a loss to their name thus far this year. Looking at the eighth seed right now is atlanta atlanta united is one of those clubs they are our second and secondary rival i guess you could say i am Going up to the Orlando United match. I got Orlando United.
0: Are oh, you smoking crack again? Should I, should I put the pipe down? <laughs> put the pipe down, man. Are Atlanta, you gonna go to that game yet? Um, are you, did you figure know. it out bro? Yet? I'm traveling like it's eight Wednesday. times before. Thank God our company does not keep track of PTO because I'm abusing the hell out of that PTO policy this year. <laughs> um, are you Where's driving? I do, are you driving? I'm
1: not driving, bro. I'm flying, <laughs> of course dude. You're not. Course, you're not. You were probably super bummed when, when you realized, is this, dude.
0: I have no idea. I'm flying to Mexico September
1: in like 8th. four weeks. I'm not even September 8th, dude. You got months. Plan it out. Do your thing. Do something. Sure. Do something. Let's go to Atlanta.
0: I actually, I love,
1: I love, it love, 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 love Atlanta. Let's go to Atlanta, dude. It should be fun. yosef Martinez. why Let's do it, man. This team is probably one of those teams underperformed thus far this year along the same lines as LAFC, to be honest with you. Well, it's going to come
0: down to like, can. Can Joseph Martinez find his form this year, right? I mean, he's coming off a a ugly ACL injury, Um, but he looks pretty damn good. As far as the timeline and his recovery goes, so that's going to be the thing to watch all season. Does he return to his form where he wins the golden boot of the MLS like he did in, what was it, 2018? Yep, 2019. My years are all blurred. I don't even know. Time is a construct. I know the pandemic's real, but I
1: don't even know what day it is. There's no way he wins the golden boot this year, but...
0: Well, no, Let's because just get Jay Chapman's to gonna win. Oh, is, is
1: he about to go on a tirade after his performance in Toronto? You know, once you
0: get that first one, once you get that first one in your scrimmage, man, All right, buddy. you just
1: start dropping goals. Once you get that first one in practice, you know things. Watch, really the, man, take watch off. the man score like two. I man, I hope so, man. We need the help. But sitting behind Atlanta United is the New York Red Bulls, followed by DC United, who is on the up and up, and. <laughs> You know who's sitting right behind them. That's right. That's Inter-Miami. We're sitting at the 11th seed right now with eight points, and we are not looking good with the remainder of our schedule, at least for the next eight games. There's no bueno.
0: Let's go Herons. I got pure Heron on running through these
1: bloods. I bet you do. Anyway, sitting behind them is a club that Jay touched on. It seems like we had scrimmaged them yesterday where we did win 3-0. Off of Carranza as well as Jay Chapman, it sounds. I don't know if it
0: was 3 0. I don't know if they scored. I just heard the Inter Miami scores because all this stuff is so closed door. Well, hard 3-0. to find out. Oh, I, see we,
1: I know that we scored at least three goals. Got it. Well, Toronto is sitting in the 12th, Chicago is sitting at the 13th which unfortunately they did beat us 1-0 to and following chicago is the 14th slot which is one of our two victories this year which is cincinnati and uh yeah kind of weird you know we beat cincinnati they beat montreal so who knows that's just the mls as it goes
0: indeed i mean it's a, it's, it's a whole crap shoot it really is a whole crap shoot it's still this is what the the first quarter review will probably do a, a midseason review, but there is still plenty of time in this season to come together, get cohesive, turn around and start getting results. There is a look. It's not going to be like last year where you only had to get to that 10 spot to get into the playoffs right now. We're going to need to get into that number seven spot, which is. Basically every week, growing and growing in distance, especially considering there are several teams on the Eastern uh, Conference that are still a game behind Inter Miami, but still time. I tell Alex all the time, man, anything, anything, anything can happen in this league. Do not, do not think that is all over at this point. I mean, it very well could be. It honestly very well could be, but. There's still time to turn it around. Uh, there could be some mid-season acquisitions, sales as far as Pizarro goes, maybe bringing in Mateus or another DP. Of course, we're going to have Freddie Gibbs coming in. Not Freddie. Why did I say Freddie Gibbs? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Kieran Gibbs coming in. And then, of course, uh, Marsman coming in for for help in goal relief for us. But. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, and we will do want to, to to pivot away from the MLS. We do want to talk about some that I think every single listener should be excited about. Doesn't matter what country you're from. We're talking about the summer of soccer. The only good thing to come out of this pandemic was everything was canceled. Not that that's good, but everything is resuming currently this summer. So we've got a lot of the United States men's national team going on. Had an excellent win in the CONCACAF Nations League, the first ever CONCACAF Nations League where they came out, got a win against Mexico. We're about to go through that, but stay alert, stay aware because the CONCACAF Gold Cup will be officially kicking off on July 10th. If you're a season ticket holder, you will have pre-access to the Gold Cup preliminary rounds. So to all our Trinidad and Tobago fans, to all our Cuba fans, to all our French Guyana fans, if you want to go see your squad play, you don't have to go too far. It's happening right here at Dry Pink Stadium near Miami. But once this preliminary round gets figured out, once the seeds finally get finalized, Uh, This thing will kick off in July 10th. Also, for all of our South American listeners, as you're aware, 2021 Copa America will be kicking off. Check that. It just kicked off 25 minutes ago. It is 525 p.m. This thing just got live at 5 p.m. Brazil taking on Venezuela and of course you got the euros going on you've got the women's national team uh, also playing exhibition matches it is non-stop soccer over here in america it is beautiful i love to see it but what i loved to see the most was a team that i've talked so much about with like-minded individuals who love this sport or with friends and we are literally at a major turning point in American soccer with this young squad we have, where the majority of these players are currently playing in Europe or came up through a European team's uh, academy system. And we're starting to see results. This is the most excited I've been about, as far as American national soccer goes, since the 2010 World Cup, undoubtedly so. We come out in a very, very chippy game against Mexico at Denver. Uh, As the game went on, objects were thrown on the field, drinks were thrown on the field. It was very, very chippy to say the least. But this was the final of the first ever inaugural CONCACAF Nation League. And we were finally able to see the trio of Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Weston McKinney, take control as the leaders of this team. Really step up. I obviously love Christian Pulisic. I'm a Chelsea fan. Undoubtedly love that kid so much. Than lives in Pennsylvania, not far from where Christian is from. He loves Pulisic as well, but he hates Chelsea. So it's kind of fun for me. Uh, But Gio Reyna, stud, stud young, 18 years old, man. He's only 18 years old. He's playing for Borussia Dortmund. He's coming out here. Making impacts, man. And, of course, Weston McKinney, the midfielder who plays with Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus. But that's not all. I mean, there is, you look at, like, Sergino Des, You look at Brendan Aronson, Reggie Cannon. Man, there is so much talent on this team. I am so excited. I said it before. I will quote myself now. 2026 World Cup. Mark this shit down. 2026 World Cup. The United States will make it to the quarterfinals of the 2026 World Cup. I don't know if it happens this year. There's potential, but I, I honestly, I don't know if they're quite there yet. But 2026, watch this team.
1: Well, you heard it there. I mean, sorry. sorry. Is, I, that, I, is, that, is that tough? To, I don't know. I was I'm just passionate. off in the <laughs> Google passionate. world right now. <laughs> uh i don't know what jay said but he said it all uh it was bravo to the usa men's national team for doing what they did against mexico yeah i mean i don't know what else to say about sorry them. i yeah, did no, i, crush, I mean, crush that so much okay. no yeah yeah we're just gonna go, go ahead, ahead and try. move on i mean well, we'll no no we'll, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll, 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 right, hold on real quick i can i can, just say I need to go some more. Anyway, Weston McKinney won the man of the match. I mean, absolute phenomenal, phenomenal game uh, played. Christian Pulisic, uh scored the winning goal as a penalty. He runs over, rips his shirt off. I mean, iconic pitcher, hushing the crowd down. Uh, and then Reno, uh, Gio Reyna was also uh, a really pivotal part of this of this winning side. And there's only one starter in the winning side uh, that plays in the MLS. And, and, and Brendan Anderson used to, but now he's playing for RB. Salzburg, the only starter, uh, the, the only one starter that is there really is is Sebastian Liguette and he plays for the Galaxy. He's there. This was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm. You go ahead and go through the timeline because I feel like you need to to to, to get on this. <laughs>
1: dude i'm on it just enough i think we uh already covered i don't think we need to go back into time i think that we understand that we did just win against mexico and we did pull off a w against costa rica and i'm sure a lot of people are wondering what's next for the u.s men's national i'll team. tell you what's next buddy
0: here's what's next <laughs> championships and actually i don't know if that's next but yeah for a win versus Costa Rica. Uh, real quick, if I can do this, Brendan Harrison, Daryl DK, Reggie Cannon, and Gio Reyna with a penalty were the scores in that. Going back a little bit more, I forgot to say this, but I'm super impressed, especially going down like the first like minute or two uh to Mexico, that this team fought back uh not only twice to equalize, but a third time to win. So uh, there's a lot more here but yeah I guess I got a little too passionate about it so um, <laughs> we're moving on but next for the US is the gold cup again it's starting on July 10th okay the the preliminary rounds will be will be before that but uh, bam bam July 8th will be the next United States match in that. Let me see. We are TBD, which means we're going to get one of the preliminary teams that play at Inter Miami Stadium. Hopefully, it's French Guiana or some small Caribbean island that does not have a lot of manpower.
1: All righty. And with that, comes to an end of the show.
0: (laughs) We
1: appreciate everybody for coming by uh swinging around uh this is alex up, man. i don't know where Send i it am strong right now. i'm just Tied off up. in the twitter world and uh appreciate everybody coming to us listening to our bonus episode about the mls quarterly review we appreciate you stopping in go ahead and follow us all social medias in Inter Miami podcast. We lost him, folks. We
0: literally have lost him. <laughs> we're about an hour. We're about an hour and fifteen minutes in. That's that's how long you will get the attention of Alex Papachristos.
1: Man, it can't be much longer. He but, was dialed
0: uh, in there for a minute though.
1: But uh Paulo, pink smoke. Let us know if you want to go ahead and subscribe. Shoot us a DM. Do that whole thing, and we'll be back with you soon. Appreciate it.
0: As with every episode, vamos Miami.
1: Vamos Miami.